Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, Sochi's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo. Hello. In our first item for this week, just as Google changed its corporate name to Alphabet back in 2015, Facebook has announced a new corporate name, Meta, which will cover the umbrella corporation whose properties will now be divided into two groups. The first is called the Family of Apps and will include Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. The second is Reality Labs, which will cover the company's AR and VR technologies, such as Oculus, as well as its emerging tech initiatives. The company's stock symbol will change from FB to MVRS on December 1st. MVRS is short for Metaverse, and so is the new corporate name Meta. Mark Zuckerberg wrote in last week's Founders Letter, quote, From now on, we will be Metaverse first, not Facebook first, unquote. The digital communication platform of the future, he wrote, will be an embodied internet called the metaverse, where you will interact with realistic, believable holograms of people and things, collapsing distance and reducing dependence on manufactured physical objects. This all sounds a bit like the future and a bit like the science fiction past of visionary writers like Neil Stevenson, William Gibson, and Aldous Huxley, minus the dystopia. Many, of course, are suggesting that the company's redirection is intended to compartmentalize and mitigate the recent controversies surrounding Facebook and Instagram. While this is a fair point of speculation, it doesn't necessarily invalidate Zuckerberg's vision of melding social networking with virtual reality. Time will tell if Meta can manifest this vision. In a new study, Joy Hawkins finds that for small businesses, Google My Business drives more leads than any other digital channel, including organic search. Leads, for the purposes of the study, include phone calls, chat sessions, and contact form submissions. Hawkins also finds that the number of leads generated by GMB has grown substantially in the last three years. Organic leads have grown as well, but remain lower in volume than leads driven by GMB. Hawkins notes that when using GMB Insights to track phone calls, it's important to remember that Google only tracks clicks to calls from mobile phones. To get a full picture of GMB call volume, it's necessary to begin using tracking numbers. Next, we have news from Google of a new deals feed in Google Shopping that will make it easier for consumers to find retailers offering special deals and for retailers to showcase them. The new feed can be accessed by searching for for deals or deal-related terms like Black Friday or by selecting deals from the shopping drop-down menu. Deals might include special sales, promotions, as well as temporary price drops. Merchants who configure any of these in the Merchant Center will be able to see which of their products are eligible to be highlighted with a new deals badge. Merchant Center analytics will also now display impressions, clicks, and click-through rate for products carrying the deals badge. Consumers may encounter deals recommended for them in standard shopping search results. The new deals functionality extends Google's strategy to appeal to retailers at the beginning of the holiday shopping season, potentially a winning proposition given that Google does not charge any transaction fees to retailers unlike Amazon and eBay. The ongoing antitrust action brought against Google by 17 state attorneys general has produced the allegation that Google artificially slowed down competitive websites in order to 
boost the prominence and ad revenue of Google-controlled accelerated mobile pages, or AMP pages. The news comes in the wake of Google's earlier announcements provided in parallel with this summer's page experience update that web pages no longer needed to be AMP compliant in order to compete for high ranking placements in the top story section of mobile search results. Instead, Google said it would begin to take page experience scores into account and promote pages whose load times were acceptable, whether or not these pages followed the AMP standard. Indeed, Studies have shown that around 25% of top stories content in the U.S. now comes from non-AMP pages. However, the potential to compete with AMP and the, as of yet unproven, allegations against Google do not necessarily spell AMP demise. It remains a useful standard for attaining fast page speeds and strong mobile rankings, and some publishers will not have the resources to make major pivots away from AMP anytime in the near future, though its long-term prognosis is uncertain. For the time being, AMP will likely stick around, contrary to some expectations we've awaited the impact of the page experience update. Our next topic is the mixed impact of core web vitals. As we know, Google created a major stir last year with its announcement of the aforementioned page experience update more than a year ahead of its launch this summer, giving SEOs plenty of time to worry about the impact of the new Core Web Vitals or CWV metrics that would place more emphasis on mobile page load and mobile user experience. Understandably, many SEOs poured a lot of time and a lot of resources into revamping their sites to perform well under the new standard. Some of them are now wondering if it was worth the trouble. To be fair, Google made several clear statements in advance about the modest impact the update would have, saying, quote, sites generally should not expect drastic changes, unquote. Still, many SEOs were disappointed that sites with poor CWV scores did not see a ranking boost when work was put into improving their performance. Of course, this was complicated by the fact that there have been so many ranking algorithm updates in recent months that it's nearly impossible to identify the root cause of any changes. But remember that ranking is not the only performance metric that matters. Other SEOs have discovered that CWV improvements have in fact had a significant impact on conversion-oriented metrics, such as impressions and clicks, suggesting that a great user experience can really boost your site's ability to convert. And lastly, Instagram is offering content creators some new tools to help monetize their efforts, such as a partnership message folder for communicating with brands and marketers, and a stronger integration between Instagram and Facebook's brand collabs manager. The latter will make it easier for brands that use Facebook to schedule campaigns to include Instagram creators. Instagram is also testing storefronts for creators, where they'll be able to showcase products from brands they promote, as well as branded content ads within Reels. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoshi.com and the Soshi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to the local memo on your favorite podcast service, so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlson, and we'll see you next week on the local memo.